have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Rumble, rumble, rumble in the jungle. Raw wrestling WWF. <laughs> Started so high, so high. And now we're back down here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to God Till Five. Um, this is our bi weekly podcasty thing. And it's, yeah, hello. Yeah, I didn't do much better. No, that was terrible. Bi weekly, right? Um, yeah. I thought bi weekly meant twice a week. And um, I Googled it and turns out I'm wrong. Well, I'm not wrong. I'm right. But it can mean either. But how confusing is that? I think that's the our podcast in general because we've got the till which really bugs you and got till five yeah we yeah. had a massive argument about because you thought it needed an apostrophe t-i-l apostrophe no second l a till the way it's spelt in got till five is what like people serve you behind when you give money to them and they give you stuff in return but it can mean both as you've learned as i've learned but um yeah google's our friend and turns out that bi-weekly can mean twice a week or it can mean once a fortnight who knew not me english How language what hey. shit yes um What's that word? There. That's a stupid word. That's a um, stupid word. Yeah, idiots. Roll Rumble, as I expertly said in the beginning, is happening. This is the Got Till Five podcast with Jesse Benz <laughs> and Max Curtin. Um, nice thanks for listening if you're our first Goodbye. time. <laughs> Bye! This is, the thing. this is the problem. So, like, last week we were on uh, the podcast with Steve. Oh, yeah. And... Dad, po- we need to plug that straight away. Go and listen to Da Podcast. Uh, bunny is da bunny is space podcast yeah we were there last week we did our top five favorite wrestlers of all time that we did with steve in old toronto canada and it was a lot of fun we, we of went fun transatlantic yeah we made it baby and it was a lot of fun we've had a lot of listens and a lot of new followers so um please don't take the first five minutes as the quality of this podcast no um never do that with any of them <laughs> just keep it's true actually every episode just disregard the first five minutes just bear with it this is our right i was writing once upon a time do you remember and uh, right. um i was told that whenever you write if you're writing like a chapter in a book or something you um when you go back and review your work you delete the first paragraph because that's always you just warming up and almost consistently without fail it's like you just warming up and getting into the characters and stuff and it just doesn't further the plot at all, so just get rid of it. And they're always right. And that's what this is for this podcast. And we never delete the first five minutes, that's the problem. Oh, God, no. Never. Never, <laughs> never, never. Never, never. It was a really fun show. It was it was a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, he's uh, a nice man. We like Steve. He is very nice. We're going to have him on our, our show at a later point. Oh, I did uh, say but that, but I'm not sure. You did. You, you offered it, so it was a bit awkward where I couldn't really say no at that that's point. True. Hey, I had to leave early on the point. If you go back and listen, I had to run off to do my other job which is being a folk rock star and um so i ran off for band practice and as soon as i left you put on your little big boy boots didn't you and started swearing and stuff you, <laughs> you suddenly had this, yeah you suddenly had this big foul mouth and you were saying all the swears but you weren't doing it when daddy jesse was around were you no it was then he wore it off on me like normally i'm quite well restrained but it's something about being around steve is that what it was? Yeah, he, he was dropping it all the time, and I think it just rubs off on me. Hey, fuck you, eh? But um, <laughs> he, <laughs> Steve will be listening to this probably now. Yeah. Because, yeah, sorry, Steve. I like you. You're a nice guy. <laughs> um, yeah, um, all good. It was a good podcast. Go listen to it. Dad Podcast. Let's check our Twitter. We've retweeted his stuff. Um, we were guests, which is exciting for us, because 
Um, oh, never I, wants anyway. I've, I've never felt that valued. Yeah, it's really nice. Good stuff. <laughs> and yeah, if you're new to us, check out our last episodes, uh, drop reviews, all that kind of stuff and good things. But this week, Jesse, shut the fuck up. We've got a lot to talk about. Sorry. Okay. Um, blast it. What's the first thing to talk about? Um, what, um, what's Quick what's up! We... <laughs> no, God. <laughs> um, do we even, do we mention Enzo? Do we bother? Uh, all I'll say about it is um, whoever's in the wrong deserves to be punished yes i think that's a very diplomatic way of putting it yes moving on (laughs) (laughs) uh vince mcmahon uh we're gonna coin a phrase on this podcast we've mentioned it many times before v-a-w vince Vince always wins wins vor it's a new word vor is war yep t-shirts coming soon monday night vor (laughs) (laughs) we're like you dyslexic like (laughs) welcome to the vor zone (laughs) uh vince mcmahon has made an announcement that the xfl his very successful football league back in 2001 uh yeah it was i believe yeah 2001 will be coming back because he he just announced it by the way it's literally just gone 8 p.m as we record this which is when he announced it so it's hot off the press as we speak now but as this won't be uploaded till tomorrow it'll be old news (laughs) Damn you, non-live podcast. <laughs> um, but he's... So Vince sold a lot of his stock last month, 100 million of it. And funny enough, he's now channeling 100 mil into this Alpha Entertainment. It's all self-funded by him. And it's going to be... Apparently, he's not going to rely on flashy cheerleaders and antics as the predecessor. It's going to be quite a serious league. It's going to involve eight teams around the country on a 10-week schedule. Faster play and more action is what they're looking for. Is it still going to happen on the NFL offseason? Um, oh, good question, actually. Very good question. You'd think so. Yeah. He'd have to be, oh, January 2020. So, actually, if that starts in January 2020, NFL season is still running up until about February, start of February, mid of February. Oh, is okay. when the Super Bowl happens. So, so that there might be a few weeks of overlap, but yeah. most of it will be... Um, I mean, January could be like the last week of January. You never know. It, it is true, because I don't know why you'd run it on like playoff season. It's the most exciting time to watch NFL. Because he's the Mac Daddy. Because he's <laughs> he, can he wants to he prove wants. he can beat them. Yeah, exactly. He crushes his competition. So it's... Yeah. Um, best of luck, Vinnie Mac, you mental, mental man. I can't <laughs> wait until we do our... Because... Um, one of our personal favourite episodes, um, one of our hidden gems, is the best of Vince McMahon. Oh, of our own episodes, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we could quite easily do a second. Oh, God, quite easily. This this is, this is could quite easily be one of them, if, yeah. um, like, based on how... See, we'll see how this ends up. But, yeah, go back and listen to the Vince one, everyone. Because, right, as well, did you notice that normally um, the um, Got Till Five Milky Way universe, whatever the hell we call them, is... Um, normally a right sausage fest yo like yo. full of dudes but the vince mcmahon episode even more than the one we did on women's wrestlers had suddenly had all these women listening and they were well into it so if there's any women listening sub- uh, like comment on that because i'm sick of this being <laughs> Jesse a sausage wants to fest. To you. <laughs> I, I, want, I want you and um yeah because i'm sick of this being a sausage fest we do talk to a lot of guys a lot of sweaty dudes, neck beards, Ooh. so many neck beards. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, keep it up. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's the major thing from Vince. Today we're talking about Royal Rumble matches. Um, this is going to be really hard to title as an episode because we're looking at 
the best Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches. So not the Royal Rumbles, the matches oh, match within the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Yeah, I know what you mean. I keep thinking that. When I, whenever people keep asking me, you know, because we're like global stars now, we've done stuff in Canada. <laughs> but um, people keep asking... I like asking, off then, Canada. Canada, that's all we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, people keep talking to me and saying, what's the next one? And I'm like, oh, top five Royal Rumble matches. They're like, yeah, the one Ric Flair one was on. And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, just matches. So, um, yeah, I don't know how you're. <laughs> no, 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 no. Settle down. Settle no, down. no. Yeah, calm your shit. But yeah, um, it's gonna be all good. Um, good luck titling it, because that's your little job, isn't it? What's my little job? Titling the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my little that's job. That's what you do. Top five matches from Royal Rumble that weren't Royal Rumble matches from the wrestling. Love Max. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's on to me. <laughs> he's on to me. Um, and also, if you're new to the podcast, it's Royal Rumble this weekend. It's a lot of wrestling this weekend. Oh, man, I'm so psyched for this. So I'm going to do it. I'm doing all do the... I'm going to do it. It's all the wrestling this weekend. So Saturday morning, we got the first night of New Beginning in Japan. Then we've got NXT TakeOver the Saturday night. Then we've got Day 2 of New Beginning on Sunday morning. Then we got the Royal Rumble Sunday night. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. And Pokemon Crystal is re-released tomorrow on the Nintendo eShop. So that is my weekend sorted, chaps. I'm not going to hear from you at all, am I? No. No. <laughs> Just dead for a weekend. <laughs> yep, gone. Pokey and wrestled in my little hole. That sounds wrong. That's a euphemism. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, oh, I'm so excited. I love wrestling weekends. Yeah. They, they make me warm and fuzzy. This is not, well, I don't know if, I can't remember ever having such a New Japan and WWE heavy weekend, like the set on the same weekend. It's the first time in a while, that's for sure. I can't remember it ever happening. Yeah, it's brilliant. Mm. Um, but we also do pay-per-view predictions and... Oh yeah, shit. I haven't yeah, thought about that. Come on. You haven't even done the forfeit of the last Yeah, I one. know. I, I was literally thinking about that just as we uh, came on air. It'll, it'll happen, I promise. But right, that's your job no this obligation. Weekend. Oh, thanks. As if I've got enough to do. You're literally going to poke yourself Pokemon and rumble. And, r- <laughs> and rumble in the jungle. Jesus. In my uh, jungle. So we'll be doing our in my soggy jungle. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, so many images like a wet oh, biscuit. It's going to be a rainforest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'll do it this weekend. But in the cool. meantime, uh, quickly, can we talk about Raw 25 before we get, yes, get to the yeah, yeah, of course, Just quickly. Huge thing that happened this week. Yeah, right? Um, everyone's really disappointed, including you, all the internet nerds who are listening now, thanks for listening, um, have all been saying how rubbish it was, how they dropped the ball and stuff. I watched it. It's the first full episode of Raw I've watched in a long, long time of like modern Raw. 97 doesn't count. And um, I I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining. It didn't blow my tits off, but it was, it was perfectly acceptable. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I think it was... Um, there was a lot of hype to it. I think... Well, yeah. You- you get oh yeah, you get over expectation <laughs> in your head of of what could happen. But like yeah. if you ever like you watch Raw One Thousand or any of the special episodes, it, it's just that it was you know DX comes out and it's like wasn't there more of us? And then the rest of them come out and it's like oh that's too sweet. Um, wrong, that's cool though. It it was. It, I love seeing What's Scott Hall in whatever the fuck that jacket was. That was a brilliant jacket. It looked like I thought he was covered in blood. I thought Gangrel had got to him. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and that just made me really happy. Um, Every, there was there was a post on like Reddit about um, please don't feed the revival to uh, <laughs> yeah that's exactly DX. what they did that's exactly what happened and I, I 
I was like, it doesn't matter. They were on the biggest stage with the biggest names in wrestling. Didn't hurt their stock one iota. They got battered by like what ten people in total with DX yeah. in the club. Like it's not, yeah, it's not the same as like being battered if like just Triple H and Shawn Michaels had fucked them up or something. Yeah, exactly. It the setup was so weird. I didn't know that they were doing Manhattan Center and Barclay Card Center. A Barclay Card. Barclay Arena. Barclay. Barclays something. It's not Barclay. It's not a card. Um, you're a stupid man. But um, be that as it may, yeah, it was a weird setup, and I I thought when it opened when raw opened and it was in the manhattan center i thought amazing they do the whole thing from here and they've decked yeah. it out like old raw that's cool but it obviously wasn't the case and i know people who went to that one were very unhappy because yeah. they didn't actually get that much but from watching it on a tv perspective i can't care about them i was watching it on tv and um i thought it worked okay and all the douchey super fans were in the manhattan center like frank the clown brock lesnar guy whatever that jacket guy is called all of yeah, them were right. in there, so that made me really Good. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid. Um, did you... Because I kind of got the vibe when I was watching The Undertaker thing. Obviously, he would never want a big farewell kind of deal. Um, did that feel like a retirement-y kind of... You know, because he said, all my souls can rest in peace now and all yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I think I think it's all... Well, I, think, I th- well, I think he at WrestleMania, he retired, and he knows he retired then. It was just, this is the 25th anniversary, you have to come and do something. So he just had to make it clear really i suppose but yeah that's that's all it was and that's fine yeah it's true um, I, loved, I loved that he came out without the hat and without the glow without anything that he left in the ring at mania which was yes. a really nice little touch the thing oh I, I, I got it especially when i was watching undertaker on on raw was just like no one does a character like him it's just it's unbelievable the character yeah, it's, he commits to. In fact, I, I do feel sorry for him really because WE like never let him be himself, and he has to go to just live his life as a dead man. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> really dead yeah. wizard. And it's like yeah, exactly, and like to the point where do you remember a year ago maybe or something? He went to a basketball game and was like meet and greeting the players backstage, but he was still in all of his garb, like he was in his Undertaker garb, and they even made him wear a wig. So he so he had longer hair. How embarrassing! <laughs> like, isn't that embarrassing? Isn't that a shameful is. way to live your life? And like Michelle McCool's was running around, like just there. And oh man, it was like yeah, just embarrassing. Poor Mark. Poor 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 Mark. When they announced, because obviously they, but this was one of my bugbears. I mentioned you about the the legacy of women that they bought out and. Some of the people, Michelle McCall included, I had no idea. Didn't they say she was like a six-time women's champion or something? Or Divas champion, I guess she would be? It, w- it would have been Divas, yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. But I suppose it was thrown around like hotcakes, wasn't it? That was a dark patch for me. Um, I oh, didn't yeah. really watch wrestling when she was a big thing. I sort of dropped out for a bit. Yeah, it wasn't good. But yeah, it was... Kind nice of to see Marlena but... or Terry yeah. Runnels or whatever. Um, yeah, she's smoking. She's still smoking. And um, always will be, I think. Well done, Marlena. And Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson looked like... Uh, you said she looked like a different person. She yeah. like, Yeah, she looked amazing, but I wouldn't have recognised her at all. No, from... I had to go closer to the screen. Way closer. <laughs> I had to breathe heavily on the screen just to... <laughs> like when, when I saw the steam over her, then it reminded me of what she looked like when I was a teenager. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, and then it brought out Maria Canales, who is already on the roster. Yeah, just pregnant, isn't she? And poor old Mike Canellis has um, disappeared off the face of the earth. Dude looks jacked. 
Yeah, like, yeah, he's... yeah. Once Vince McMahon sees that body, he seems pretty insecure to me. Like he keeps um, he keeps posting things on Instagram and stuff, and he's like, um, "People say you failed on your debut, but I laugh. People say that you know you're living off your wife, but I laugh." And it's like, all right, mate, like just get on with it. You don't, you know what I mean? Like he sounds like he's really insecure about all of that yeah. stuff. It's like stop drawing attention to it and just get on with doing your job and making your own good career then. Whatever addiction he had probably messed with his head quite a bit. No, I don't care. Probably under crack. Probably on the crack. Probably under crack. And Miz is now... I got really excited when Miz won the Intercontinental title. And then I got really sad. Because then I realised, oh no, Roman doesn't have a title. Roman doesn't have a title. But he will not win the Rumble, I guarantee it. Oh, you have no idea. Like, this is a year where I'm so excited because anyone could win it. But yeah. also Roman can win it. It will still be Roman Brock at Mania for the Universal title, but a SmackDown guy will win the Rumble. I'm, I think they... I, I, I have like the fear. I like the fear. But I have I have reasoning behind that. That's not just a crazy prediction. Do you know what my reasoning is? Do you want to save it to the predictions or do you want to get into it now? Um, okay, no, I'll leave it because I want you to predict something wrong and then I can tell you why it won't happen. <laughs> Shocker. Let's do it! Let's do it. So we are doing our top five Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches that are, is not the Royal Rumble, unless unless you really love the Royal Rumble match. Hang on. Are we doing the Royal Rumble predictions first, or are we doing them after our top five? Doing them after top five. Don't mess with the format, baby. Oh, has it always been that? Yeah. Okay, fine. Cool. Um, and we have a sick new drop. I'm so excited. I put forward, I actually contributed to this one a little bit, because Max messaged me and said, I need just some like quotes from wrestlers to throw into this and i gave my two penneth and they made it in so i feel responsible for this equally <laughs> as much as you the three days i spent working on it and your one text yep <laughs> i was working on one and it just it just it just failed and i was doing it for like two days trying to get it to work and i was just like nope this isn't working i just deleted it straight away and then immediately just came up with this new drop and it just it just works well, don't put it over before anyone's heard it, because then people will be all excited and it will just be a disappointment. <laughs> like don't, don't, don't raw 25 the drop, Max. I'm raw 25 in the drop, people. <laughs> Prepare for the drop. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. so good I, I still haven't heard it uh, but in post i'll listen back to this podcast and it'll be wonderful uh it will make you weep make me wet okay um so we'll be back on your rainforest afraid so it's mm. um it's dripping um fun list it. this one uh the royal rumble is quite often overlooked because everyone just talks about what happened at the rumble there's some great matches that have happened at the royal rumble really good great matches good matches and weird ones as well yeah, I could have quite easy, easily filled this list with a lot of um, stipulation matches. Right. In fact, I could have had four quite easily. I've only gone for two just to balance myself out, but there's a lot of gimmick matches that happen at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, there has been lots. And also, um, there's been... Um, I've tried to put... There's one match in particular that I've put in here that 
at the expense of some other more popular ones that I think is a real underrated gem. I've got um, one of them too. Yeah, and that's it. That's the main reason it's in my list because it's an underrated gem, and I want people to know about it. But um, yeah, like, as you say, there are loads of good matches. We could have done a top ten quite easily. Yeah, definitely. And I've actually put these in order for once. Like, actually, what is number five to number one being the best? Well, I try and do that every week, and then I change my mind as I'm reading them, so I end up saying a different one, and then confuse myself, and then cry a bit. <laughs> but no one can hear it. I'm good. I'm a good silent crier. Just turn away every now and again from the mic. So yeah, I, I that's why that's why I didn't like. That's why I felt uncomfortable doing um, our show when we were both sitting together because I couldn't openly weep. <laughs> Is that why we're so bland and boring for the post show? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> bang in. So what are we going to do if we have the same one? What's our drop? Ooh, good point. What's uh, what's I almost said? Let's do an Enzo drop, but that that's let's wait till the trial clears. Um, yeah. <laughs> Royal Rumble. What's a, so last week we had um, Howard Finkel. Yeah, we did. It's now time for the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble match. Um, should we just have? Um, uh, should we just do the meh of the new person coming out at a Royal Rumble? Ooh, that's obnoxious. I like it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's going to really annoy everyone listening. Unlucky. Enjoy your free podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Um, okay, my prediction is we have. Two crossovers. Two? Yeah. I think we'll have one. Okay, Daddy. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to kick us off today? Kick us off. This is my hidden gem oh, match. Oh, straight away. Hello. Um, which is one of my faves, my bay Edge, which Steve didn't like, which I'm still hurt about. Yeah, but he didn't like Ric Flair either, so he's yeah. no taste. Or Bret Hart. What sort of Canadian doesn't like Bret Hart? Get out! It was pretty much the Canadian equivalent of you just liking whatever's not cool. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, so mine comes from the Royal Rumble of 2011. Mm. And it was Edge versus Dolph Ziggler. Okay. What Dolph a blonde Ziggler. match. Yes, a very blonde match. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was... This is a real hidden gem of a match. It's, it's a bit of uh, one of those curtain twitcher matches that I imagine everyone kind of got in and ah! watched. Sorry, Edge I... was not allowed to... What did you do? I dropped my phone. C- continue. Are you texting one of them? No, I wasn't. I was literally... I was doing... Sometimes I pretend my phone's a skateboard with my hand, like a fingerboard. <laughs> I was trying to do a kickflip with it and it flew off the table. <laughs> iPhone is missing a trick. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the God honest truth. <laughs> I don't know what's better. You texting or you using those? <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. I will put it away. I'm going to move it away. I can't reach it now. <laughs> you child. <laughs> Okay, so this actually opened the pay-per-view, which is weird. This was the the year they did the 40-man Royal Rumble. Oh, God, yeah, it went on forever. That's the Sheamus winner, isn't it? I believe it was. No, it was Del Rio. Oh, really? Uh, no, yeah, it was Del Rio. Oh, yeah, it? no, Hang I on. think... Uh, um, yes, Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio, yeah, Jesus, terrible. Came in at number 38. <laughs> far too long. Um, so this was against Dolph Ziggler for the World Heavyweight Championship, um, Edge would lose the championship if he used a spear. Ah, like the Survivor Series uh, Shawn Michaels Randy Orton match with the Sweet Chip music. Exactly. I, I do like these matches because there's a lot you can do with it. There's good, a lot psych- of good psychology you can do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this was when Vicky Guerrero was with Ziggler, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so Edge's mm. face at this point, no? Yes. This this was weird for Edge. This was the kind of the time where Edge was like ex-wife of Vicky, and it, he wasn't 
the rated R superstar. He's more like the rated PG superstar. <laughs> and it just, it was, it didn't work. He was still heel, but not really. Yeah. Um, so Edge kept going for like the educator with like his um, doing submissions and Ziggler kept getting to the ropes. Um, and they just kept going back. Also, Kelly Kelly kind of got involved in this. There's a lot what that goes on. What she doing there? There's a lot that goes on in this match. What was Kelly? Uh, what she, did Kelly Kelly have to do with anything? She attacked Vicky Guerrero. Why? Uh, reasons. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then, uh, how, how did this match end? It was kind of a case of so Edge got the pin on Ziggler, but Vicky pulled the ref out, uh, avoiding the pin. Um, Ziggler got a zigzag on Edge for a near fall. And then Ziggler got in a sleeper hold. Edge took out the rever- referee, hit a spear on Ziggler because he's a naughty boy. He is. And then won the match with a kill switch. A ki- oh, nice for Christian. Yeah. Yeah, Christian's move, which is kind of cool. But just their back and forth, this, um, for it to be the kickoff match, you can tell that they both went out there and went, all right, they're putting us on first. Let's just go and steal the show. And they really did because this pay per view was pants. Yeah. And. That this will be kind of the, one of the shining stars of kind of Ziggler's career, and Edge often says he this is one of his favorite favorite matches working with Ziggler. Nice, it's uh, really good. So if you haven't checked it out, Royal Rumble 2011, Edge versus Dolphy Ziggler. Where is Dolphy Ziggler? I haven't checked it out, so I will. Um, he won the US title and then immediately vacated it and just yeah. walked out, didn't he? He's gonna he's obviously gonna come back at the Rumble. Take um, out Rude take out rude yeah but why why would he have a problem with whoever's got the u.s title now when he willingly vacated it it is true it doesn't make any sense stupid um unless unless they are stepping him up like planning something mad like him winning or something or i don't think they would do that but um just a few weeks ago do you remember i said like um stone cold steve austin winning the rumble in 97 was the equivalent of someone like Dolph ziggler winning it now sort of like you did say those exact words yeah so wouldn't it be crazy if um ziggler did end up winning it but um, yeah, you wouldn't like, last hear the end of it. No, of course I wouldn't. I've done some incredible predictions. I also said on the podcast that Chris Jericho would be wrestling Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, and you shot me down like a bitch, didn't you, Axe? But <laughs> like a bitch, a, like a bitch, like a tubby, tubby bitch. But um, it turns out that I was right and you were wrong. So suck my chode. <laughs> um, uh, shall I get on to mine? You might as well. You've already got to chode, so <laughs> uphill from here. Um, okay, well, um, again, I'm going to switch my order again. So this, as you've done your sleeper classic, I'm going to do my little underrated match as well. Ooh. Are you ready? Are you ready? And um, you do that every time I say that, and it will never get old. Um, my number five is from Royal Rumble 2004. Ooh. It's Eddie Guerrero versus Chavo Guerrero. Ah, with Chavo Guerrero Senior. Yes, in, in we Chavo's spoke about moment. this last week, didn't did, we? Did we? I can't remember. Briefly, last week. Well, on when we were guesting. On no, two weeks ago. Steve's this is going to get confusing. Our uh, last show. We spoke about this on the last. We show. spoke about it bi-weekly ago. Mm-hmm. Um, by uh, yeah, um, Eddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, it was amazing. So um, Los Guerreros had... Um, it's really weird to talk about wrestling and say Los and not say Inobagables after it anymore. Uh, but Los Guerreros um, had just broken up. Chavo had turned heel on Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And um, his dad had come back. And um, who was great, I thought. Who died recently, didn't he, Paul Sod? He um, did. And um, uh, his dad was in his corner, did a great job as a heel sort of ringside guy. Um, all good. 
but the match, the the sort of thing behind the match. So Eddie was obviously livid at his nephew for betraying him and um, just really upset. Los Guerreros have been a great tag team. SmackDown 6, all that good stuff. Um, but throughout the whole match, Eddie just wrestled a perfect match. Like, didn't break any rules, didn't cheat, didn't even hit the guy with a closed fist or anything. Like, they have moments where he was about to and then he'd stop and just go, no, fine, I'll just put you in a headlock. And just did everything by the book, a textbook babyface wrestling match, and beat Chavo completely, one, two, three, even though Chavo was trying to cheat. Beat Chavo, one, two, three, middle of the ring, didn't break the rules once, then Eddie goes savage. Once he can prove that he can out-wrestle him, <laughs> like, he's like, right, I'm going to destroy you now, and just uncomfortably batters Chavo for a really long time (laughs) i checked my watch chavo chavo um, blades for the business that he loves and um he's covered in blood eddie's beating the shit out of him batters his his brother chavo's dad as well and it's it's just great it's it's brilliant just really good psychology of eddie out wrestling chavo despite how much he hated him and then destroyed him afterwards and that was the start of dear old eddie um going on to main event status as the next month he won the we title from brock lesnar at no way out the next month the next month yep it was um it was 30 days later if that because it's amazing how quickly it can kind of just shoot up as yeah yeah absolutely and um i think this might have been a big part of it you know the um storytelling that he showed that he could do obviously everyone knew that he was brilliant long before that but yeah just um yeah an incredible job i thought from both men chavo as well chavo is so underrated i think he's always been good always put on good matches had tremendous chemistry with Rey mysterio in particular yeah and, yeah um, just oh, always been a real solid worker chavo guerrero and yeah. doesn't, doesn't ever get brought up in the conversation when he should no chavo is completely one of the most technically sound wrestlers in that ring no doubt about it it's just the look and the charisma just isn't there. The, I think, but I disagree. I think, I think the charisma was there. I thought he was a fantastic heel around this time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he was a great heel, but I don't know. It's just, you could never, the, the look was so generic. It yeah. was always difficult. It had that kind of Lance Storm effect where it's like, I know you're a great wrestler, but that's as far as we're going to go with this relationship. You almost sort of look through them, don't you? But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, people say Dimalenko was sort of bland looking and stuff, but everyone still acknowledges that he was one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. Do you know what I mean? It's just a weird one. Yeah, yeah it's true. But yeah, that's I'm, my number five. I think I need to go back and check that one out because obviously I've seen that pay-per-view quite a few times at this point, but that one does not stick out in my mind. But yeah, do. More of an appreciation for the psychology, man. Yeah, man. And you being a big Eddie Mark and everything, it'll be, um, it'll be well worth your time. Wow. Well, Consider me done. 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 Turn me over, uh, num- I'm done. Number four, for me, please. <laughs> please, sir. Please, sir, can I have a number four? Is Royal Rumble 1999. Mm. It's an I Quit match between The Rock and Mankind. Ooh, I nearly put this on my list, Chavo. but I didn't. <laughs> um, I nearly put this on my list and then I didn't. Is this this is the I quit, but yeah. Um this yeah. is the one that's covered in Beyond the Mat, isn't it? It is, and it's so much fun. It's horrible to watch, but it's so much fun to watch. Oh the headshots. Oh this... the headshots. <laughs> <laughs> so um really important storyline in general. So Mankind wins his first championship. Um so like before that it was the screw job where McMahon stepped in and kind of screwed Mankind out of yeah. the um title which was survivor series 1998 because 
if it works once, let's do it again. Let's do it again and again and again and again. <laughs> again. Um, so Mankind comes out, he attacks Shane, and he demands a match, and then he eventually wins the title with the help of D-Generation X and all of that kind of and Steve Austin, and the famous WCW quote of, why that all had some butts and seats, which was the first time that WWF won the ratings war in the Monday Night War. Yep. Mental, right? Um, so then he eventually agrees to fight The Rock um, in a... Cause the Rock kept going, offering stipulations, and Mankind was like, no, 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 no. And Mankind reveals that he would face The Rock at the Rumble as long as it was an I quit match. Now, I will part- not say those words, you twit. I will not say the words, I quit. I quit. I quit. Which is <laughs> interesting, quit. because they that corporates to the end of the match. So that uh, promo was done before the show, and then The Rock and Mick Foley face each other, and good Jesus... Is that match uncomfortable to watch? Yeah, especially like, I, and I love and from and then you, and you can watch it two ways because you can watch it from the beyond the map perspective as well, can't you? Sort of through the eyes of um, his Colette, Mick Foley's wife, and his two kids, Dewey and Noel. And exactly. um, yeah, um, and it is uncomfortable. I, I think I think right. See what you think. I think Colette hams it up big time because she knows she's being filmed. What do you think? I reckon so too. I mean. It's a difficult one to kind of say because her husband gets hit in the head 16 times with a steel chair. Yeah, he does, but she's not exactly like... It's not a new thing that he started doing that night, is it? Like, No. He, like, she was probably used to it at that point. And then, like, yeah. and screaming like that when you've got... And even if that's how you feel watching your husband get bad like that, when you've got your two kids with you like that and they're seeing mummy react like that, they're obviously going to freak the fuck out as well, right? Like, when they're that age... Because yeah. it's their mum. You've got to be like, uh, as a mother, you've got to be, um, or a parent in general, you've got to be a bit stronger <laughs> than that. Do you know what I mean? Did you just relate yourself to being a mother? I, I did, and I rubbed my stomach as I said it. <laughs> it's not where babies come from. Does it come from your stomach? That's where they live for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rock was, like, super entertaining. So good as a heel in this. Like, getting on the commentary, talking shit into the mic. Um, and wearing the stuff he used to suit. say when wearing a tracksuit because reasons. Um, Mick Foley asking him if he quit, and the stuff he would come back and say, and was it was just gold. It was just such a fun match. And then yeah, Rock handcuffed Mick's he- hands behind his back, and then just starts wailing on his head. Yeah, and not even like soft glancing blows. Not not soft, but not like glancing blows. These were just full on straight to the face. Yes, yeah, really, really hard. And obviously it was a different time. And um, it's really weird that in our lifetime, Summit has come on so much, isn't it? And it seems yeah. it seems so like, I don't know if barbaric's the right word, but um, unnecessary. Like, I don't know, like the fact that it never even entered our minds that hitting someone really hard in the head all the time might damage them. Like, it, just, it wasn't <laughs> something we ever thought of. And it's just, it doesn't feel like that long ago when we were just doing that. And um, now, obviously, it's not the case. But you're right. It just feels so different watching it now. It really does. It it, it gives it such an uncomfortable feel. And, and it is true with Beyond the Mat adds that. I, I think that's why this is on my list, because it's a match I kind of enjoyed, but I never paid much attention to. But seeing the Beyond the Mat focus on it, 
um, just added so much more to it. And I always remember like Mick backstage with like the ice pack, just normal. Dad's my job done, just hugging his wife and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, do you remember when they're taping him up and um, and she's she's his wife's there and she's like, "You can't carry on doing this, Mick. You can't carry on doing it." And he's like, "Well, I think as long as we um, you know, as long as we told a story and touched people, I want to touch you right now." <laughs> <laughs> And this is this will happen almost twenty years ago. This match next year this will be twenty years old. That's horrendously depressing. Yeah, don't worry, I've got more coming. Don't you worry. Really, uh, I've I've gone relatively new with a lot of mine. I think this is I've got two two semi old ones, but um, yeah. So he beats Mick basically unconscious, and then Rock holds the microphone, and you hear "I quit, I quit, I quit," and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Mick doesn't quit. Uh-huh. Turns out he played in the audio from the promo earlier, which I thought was genius. That was yeah, absolute genius. So great match. What uh, I think this should be considered as one of the because st- I quit matches can be really good. Do you remember the one we watched with like Randy Orton and John Cena, where Randy just starts pressing the firework buttons? Yeah, it starts it's blowing really up with pyro. <laughs> yeah, we were watching that. Um, we were both watching it at the same time, but in different. Might even have been different countries. You might have been in Canada at that point, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just texting each other, weren't we, as it was going on. And then it just got to the point where Randy starts pressing the pyro buttons. I just got a text from you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was just his face, his nonchalant face as he did it. But... Just imagine everyone running around gorilla like, Randy's found the pyro! Randy's found the pyro! <laughs> cut it off, cut it off! <laughs> there's, but there's been some great I Quit matches, but we talk. you talk about, like, there's always that one match that defines a... Uh, stipulation match and to me this is the definition of an I quit match. Do you remember Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy the I quit match from Backlash 2009? Where he turned to the table Yeah that was good That was a good one as well good I quit match as well but you're right yeah but this one was better I quit matches are solid I'm glad they're not kind of overused Yeah there's no like I quit pay-per-view is there we've got a Hell of the Cell pay-per-view and Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and all that but um, yeah no um this time. Sunday, I quit. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> but in all honesty, that would make way more sense for a pay-per-view. No, it wouldn't. What, loads of I quit matches and yeah. a single pay-per-view? That'd be stupid. <laughs> I quit. I want to see how many different ways they could do it. That would make me really happy. Oh, that'd be rubbish. I think I think having a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view is stupid. And having an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is there's stupid. There's no blow-off anymore. There's, there's never a point where a feud can get to a point where it's like, all right, I've had enough of you two. You're going in the cell. Because it was like the wrestler version of a timeout hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah, the sin bin. <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing like that anymore. No, I completely agree. Stupid. They just throw them in it because it's that time of year. And there's and it doesn't matter how much the people involved actually hate each other. Yeah. Stupid. Okay, Stupid well done. Idiot. Good choice. Proud of you. Um, my number four. Can I do it? Um, You didn't say please, but... Please. Yes, you can. Thank you. I <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to see how long um, Okay, my number four Is for Royal Rumble 2014 um, It is Daniel Bryan Versus Bray Wyatt Oh mm, Very what? good I ummed about this one Did you? I believe this is Bray Wyatt's um, Match quality wise Bray Wyatt's greatest of his career And um, And it's also the start of 
one of my, well, not the start, but right in the thick of one of my favorite storylines in WWE, which was the unintentional storyline of Daniel Bryan main event in WrestleMania 30. And I think is one of, uh, is the best in-ring performance of Bray Wyatt's career. Um, from an in-ring standpoint, I think it's his best match. Um, it's Daniel Bryan's, um, the start, like this is the year that he headlines WrestleMania and he loses this match and doesn't come out of the Rumble and everyone goes mad that he's not in the Rumble. And I, so the fact that that this is sort of in the, a match that's in the timeline of Daniel Bryan main event in WrestleMania 30, which is one of my favorite story arcs that WWE have ever done intentionally or not. And I just think it's fantastic. Both both people put on a fantastic match. Um, there's that. Do you remember the um, Sister Abigail on the outside into the barricade? Yes. Horrendously good. Like, really, really good. Um, if you hadn't done that, we could probably could have had Daniel for another six months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bray, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but um, yeah, really good match. That, that was an opener as well, like your Edge um, Ziggler one. It was the opener of Royal Rumble 2014. So and um, I thought it was just a great, great start to the show. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, that that whole feud in the build. If you like, think about the timeline of that from going from like Daniel Bryan just being a random member of the Wyatt family to where it ends up. It's just like, how do you get from point A to point B without being a drunken idiot? Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, yeah, the whole uh, Wyatt thing, and I still don't know if. Um... If the do you think the plan was to just put Daniel Bryan in the Wyatt family and they turned him when they realised how over he was getting? It it had to be. I, I think there was like, well, what else can we do here? Um, but they yeah. still make, but they still make sure Bray wins at the Rumble, clean yeah. as a whistle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is like the only time Bray actually wins. So they definitely weren't protecting Bryan. That's for sure. No. Hey, it's talking about the only time Bray wins and stuff. Do you remember earlier last year, um, Bray was feuded with Seth Rollins for a bit? Yes. And Bray Bray won. Bray won the match they had at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I always remember when Bray wins because everyone gets really excited and they're like, oh, it's happening. They're finally going to start making him credible. And then we're back to him. Yeah, but that's Seth Rollins. That feels like the opposite to me. It's like everyone's saying, oh, Bray never wins, Bray never wins. Then he beats Seth clean as a whistle and no one cared. Yeah, it's it's such a shame with Bray because it was such a cool character in it, and it did have a peak. It really did have a peak. Yeah. And now I think it's just gone. And now I think it's definitely gone. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah, it's too far gone, which which upsets me. All of them really. Still think I, they did it the wrong way around last year. They should have had Bray win the Rumble and Randy win the Elimination Chamber to become champion, and then Bray win the title off of Randy at Mania. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's too much of a dream though. That's too risky. I know, stupid. But just that small change would have made Bray so much more popular. It really would. And yeah, who would have thought that Braun Strowman would be the best member of the Wyatt family? Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. That um, came out of nowhere. I miss Luke. I miss Luke too. I hate this whole bludgeon brother thing. Why would you, if you're badass murderers with hammers, why do you have matching attires and why don't you use your hammers in the ring? And why are you in Team Rocket? (laughs) (laughs) i've never noticed that Uh, meowth that's right (laughs) luke carp i I thought he was getting over amazingly as a baby face uh, about this time last year he was he was doing great on his singles run it's like black attire and they yeah he slimmed down a bit he looked great and then they went nope 
I like it when he shouts, um, when he just sort of put, he did it in the Randy Orton match. I think it was at, um, Elimination Chamber actually last year. Um, it was Luke Harper against Randy Orton. And, uh, Luke Harper just like puts his, his sort of taunt is he just puts his hands to his mouth, looks up at the sky and goes, <laughs> I was watching, um, some up, up, down, down with, uh, Xavier Woods and he was just, cause I- so, say that again. What? Say say what it's called again. Up up down down. <laughs> You've got a really funny cadence. You go you go up up down down. Like you, <laughs> you sort of you sort of say say it. You go up with the ups and down with the downs. Well, now I'm self conscious. Thank you for that. <laughs> but it was Luke Harper playing with like Tyler Breeze backstage, and I just want to see what Luke Harper was like as a person. Yeah, pretty much the same as he is in the ring. <laughs> just <laughs> no emotion, no talking. Starry, starry man. Love it. Uh, are you ready for our first crossover? Oh, you reckon? You sound confident. This is your number three, eh? Let's go. Eh? You spend one week in Canada. One week. Just do it. I wasn't in... It was actually more like one hour, really, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> and I was only digitally there. It's all you need. Uh, mine comes from the Royal Rumble 2015. John Cena versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. What? Yeah, you're in there. It's my number two. Oh, okay. Didn't still be number one this week. No, I think we all know what that is. I think we all do. <laughs> Except for the listeners, because they don't know who you are. Um, well, if they listen back, like, we've got people who listen every week now. They know me better than my own mother. <laughs> my own mother? <laughs> Why are you a 20th century chimney sweep? <laughs> I don't know. But it's dark and sooty in here. <laughs> um, um, the WE doesn't have the best track record for doing triple threat matches right. But this one comes out of left field. Like, I was completely checked out of this match. Didn't really care about Cena. Really don't care about Brock Lesnar. And Seth Rollins was like, eh, he's my least favorite member of the Shield at this point. But my God. Yeah, it was Seth Rollins' um, coming out party. This was when it was like, you know, oh God, like Seth Rollins can viably be a main eventer. Yeah. Like after this match, wasn't it? Pink was playing. He was ready to go. He was, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was hitting phoenix splashes all over the place. He was, well, was floating first, around the first, like a butterfly. It's hmm? the first and only time that he's hit a phoenix splash in WWE, I believe. Hmm. He's it, attempted them and missed them a lot, but this is the first time he... And it's my one criticism of this match, actually, because he doesn't quite hit Cena right. He doesn't quite land on him properly. And then, but then that's, uh, but then straight after he hits that Phoenix Splash, that's when Lesnar comes in and just hits a vicious German suplex on Rollins. Do you remember? Was that when he, after he got put through the announce table? Yeah, he just comes back and just grabs Seth Rollins and dumps him on his head. This is like the finish of the match. So Seth Rollins hits the Phoenix Splash. Then um, they go one, two. Then Lesnar rolls in the ring, just deadlifts um, Seth Rollins, dumps him on his head, and then just. Um, throws Cedar out, I think, then just massive F5, end of match. Uh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And this was when we still had the curb stomp. So, oh, yeah. thank, thank the Lord Jesus wrestler in heaven that the curb stomp's back. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that the curb It's called the blackout now. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a cool name. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Curb um, stomp is a bad... Curb stomp's a bad name. Curb stomp's a bad name, and it's a re- thing in real life, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like a curb stomp's a real thing that's quite horrible, um, but yeah, blackout's fine. Um, nice little callback to his indie um, name as well. And, yeah, well, I didn't um, think yeah, about that. Good shout, good yeah. shout. Uh, this was when you still had um, Mercury and Noble as little security team. There yeah. was just 
It was just so oh, much. Oh, yeah, they get, they get a double German from um, Brock. That's awesome. This is the thing with this match. Like, I remember the build, the build didn't make any sense at all. It was like, so Brock Lesnar squashed Cena at SummerSlam, and then Rollins challenged Cena for his number one contendership, which he lost in a tables match. Um, so it was just going to be Cena versus Lesnar. And then there was that weird angle where, like, Rollins was going to break Edge's neck unless Cena reinstated the authority, which went oh, yeah. on way too long. That whole segment was just weird. You should know me better than that, John. I'm going to kill him anyway. <laughs> He's got such a nerdy white boy voice. <laughs> I love it. And he reinstates him, and that reward is putting him into triple threat. It makes no sense as a build. It, do- it doesn't. But um, the, but the best things in WE often don't. Yeah, it's pure accident. And it is, like, everyone talks about in TNA, the best triple threat matches, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe best triple threat match in WWE for me is is this one yeah um in what best triple threat match in WWE history um okay now now you're gonna have to make me think back because you'll say something i'll go oh yeah i retract that statement immediately you're damn right i will son what why what 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 would you what would you school me with the main event of wrestlemania 20 oh yes but that didn't happen that was a singles match oh yeah singles match where both competitors lost but um uh, there's that one. There's... The title floated away up the ramp. <laughs> the title cuddled Eddie. Um, <laughs> and um, oh, there must be other good triple threat matches outside of WE. There's um, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the TNA one, which is one of my favourite matches ever. Yeah, that's what um, I said. Weren't the oh, sorry. I um, yeah, I was half listening. Um, <laughs> And stop doing kickflips with your phone. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't, but I found a penny now, and I've just been flipping it and counting how many heads and tails I get. Please film yourself. Just, do it, just... <laughs> I'm just sitting here on my own. It's lonely. Um, oh, this is funny. This has nothing to do with wrestling. Um, so for the last like three days, right, I've had no hot water in my flat, and there's been there's been no water pressure at all, and it's like, oh my god, like I can't turn hot taps on in my bathroom, in my kitchen, anywhere. It's been a nightmare. Stink. Uh, or just been having cold shout like you know like giving myself brain freeze every day right and um eventually <laughs> you're not meant to drink it you dumbass <laughs> it's, it's, it's what keeps the world going round but um, clean on the inside so i got in touch with my landlord who got in touch with um, a sort of boiler man and he came in and uh, i was like oh you have to sort this out please because it's horrible freezing mate and uh, he literally went into my boiler, looked underneath the boiler, and my vacuum cleaner was leaning on, like, the pipe, and he just moved the vacuum cleaner, and that's all it took. That's all. That's the only reason that my hot water hasn't been working, because my vacuum cleaner was leaning on a pipe for a few days. Must have nudged it or something. But you that was it. So he literally came, he was here for about 45 seconds. He just came in and did that. Turned the tap on, it worked absolutely fine. I was like, oh my god, how did you do that? You're a voodoo man. And he just went, yeah, it was the... And he, and he said, he said, you know, this is... Um, I'm going to feel so guilty charging your landlord for this. I was like, yeah, you probably will. <laughs> and then he just left and that was it. How do you cope in the real world? <laughs> how do you adult? Well, obviously I don't. I need other adults to come and move my vacuum cleaner for me. <laughs> But anyway, you didn't even attempt to look at the boiler or dig around. It was no, just not like, at all. well, I'm no, fucked. Yeah, I just I just started to freeze. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, but anyway, that was that's a, that's a side story. Um, uh, so 
Yeah, so that uh, that was my life yesterday. Um, uh, yeah, so triple threat. Yeah, maybe a twenty best uh, best match, but this is the best triple threat that's ever happened at the Royal Rumble. I will agree yeah, this, with that. This was uh, this came out of nowhere. This is one of the best matches WWE's put on for a while. It it wasn't a, it wasn't a good Royal Rumble. Let's let's be honest. You know, this is the Rusev Reigns they one, lost. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Roman Reigns won by Rusev Day losing. They're in Philly, right? They are in Philly. Brotherly love, baby. Yeah, that's where they were for this one as well. Really? Oh, yeah. I could imagine if they did it again. Just got raise it. Yeah, exactly. That's, this is why they can't do it. Like, of all the places as well to do it again. That's why I think they will do it, because they're like, they'll never see this coming. <laughs> that would make me really happy. Um, actually, I kind of wanted... To, no, I don't want it to happen. Do you remember last year when he came out at number 30, and it just became an instant meme of just everyone's reactions? Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, I loved it. Even loved if they it. just do that this year, I'll be happy. That was great. Like I just love the idea of Vince just like cackling backstage. Like after I bet it wasn't even the plan until like they had someone amazing, like a real cool surprise comeback for number third. Like CM Punk was waiting back there, right? So Go back like, to Tokyo, Kenny. We don't like, No no no, no, it was Punk. They had they they'd paid all the money to get CM Punk back. He was standing there waiting to go out to get, you know, the return of CM Punk. Then at the last second Vince goes, Actually no. No, Roman. We need Roman. And just send CM Punk home. And so that was that's the comeback that we never knew was gonna happen. <laughs> I love I've just got Mr. Burns in my head now backstage on Gorilla. <laughs> just little fingers together. That's basically what it is. <laughs> uh what do you want? Three or two? Uh I am on my third. Oh, we're talking a lot. Yeah, but you've you've taken my second with that triple threat. So Very true. I'll be we normally straight yeah, to my third. yeah, you're right. Um, I know I'm right. I'm always right. Um, this one is um, from the Royal Rumble 2000 Millennia. Mm, it's don't um, do it. Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a street fight. <laughs> Have I taken your number one? Take my number two. Ah, oh, we've taken each other's number twos. That's quite good though. Because we could just jump straight to our number ones and blow the tits off each other. Um, Maybe. So, no, that's fine. We can both talk about this. This is good. What do you like about it first, Max? I love this match because it is stupidly violent. I remember hiding it from my parents. <laughs> Such a little woofter. <laughs> no, it's it's so much fun. I always remember as a kid when uh, Mankind took off his mask and the way like JR called it, because I didn't really know the three differences between, you know, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Um, but when he took off the mask of Mankind and was going to become Cactus Jack again, and a reaction from Triple H, it was like no one knew that he was... As a kid, I thought no one knew that Mankind and Cactus Jack were the same person. And Dude Love, yeah. like yeah, part- Even though it's blatantly obvious now, but when he took it off and Triple H's reaction was like, oh my god, not you! How could it be you? And... JR on commentary was just such a cool, cool moment. Yeah, knows what he's doing, that man. Yeah, and um, I actually rewatched this match quite recently, and again, it's another one where Triple H bleeds like a stuffed pig and gets a nasty fucking gash on the back of his um, calf. Yeah, man. Really badly, uh, like quite early on in the match as well. I, I, but yeah, it's weird. The attitude to blood now makes me go, ew. Yeah, this is I, weird. It doesn't with me actually, and I think it's only because I still watch more old wrestling than new. Yeah, I, I'm I'm constantly whenever I put on the network, nine times out of ten, I'll just flick on an old Raw or an old Nitro or something, and um, 
or because I'm such a massive Ric Flair fan, right? Like all all of his <laughs> um, big and Shawn Michaels, like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, two of my favorite wrestlers, watch their matches all the time, and there was a lot of blood involved with those two men. It's too far. I don't even know how to stuff. Maybe that's why Shawn looks so out of it. Rick oh, looked out God. of it as well. Rick, yeah, God, Rick was um, Rick was a shade of purple that humans should not be. Ooh. But um, but yeah, Sean on Raw twenty five was um acting. I tweeted, didn't I, on the Got Till Five handle? Um, yeah, saying that is the biggest part of nostalgia for me was seeing Shawn Michaels high as a kite. It was fantastic. <laughs> I had the good old days again. Yeah. Um, this was another match where I quickly talk about time because I got kind of deep when I was watching it, where I got a little bit sad. Um, you see Aww. this era and the ruthless aggression era as just two completely different world apart things. Because I was watching this and I went, wow, Mick, Mick's in good shape. And like, he, he was when he was in 2004, he stayed in really good shape. That's only four years. Yeah. Like, he went from facing Triple H um, and killing him to four years later killing Triple H's protege as Triple H's the veteran, Randy Orton. Like, and that was just a four year span. You think about what happened in 2014. We just spoke about three years ago um brock lesnar seth rollins and john cena nothing's really changed in the scene since then it's still that that's still the norm for us but that four-year gap from the 2000 Royal rumble to 2004 backlash seems like like decades oh you're right mate thanks no i'm not man I'm just, <laughs> it's it's just hard. Yeah, no. I, like, I like that you said thanks as like instinct first. Like before you said no, you're such a little sycophant. Um, but you know what I mean? It's 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 weird. Yes, no, I do. I know exactly what you mean. It, you're right, and you sort of think of um, you th- like I think back to like Benoit winning um winning the Royal Rumble, which feels relatively recent to me in a weird way, and um, and then you think well. The year before that, um, Brock Lesnar won it. The year before that, Triple H won it. And the year before that, Stone Cold won it. And Stone Cold winning the Rumble compared to um, Chris Benoit winning the Rumble feel like worlds apart. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mental. It really blows my mind. But yeah, you've just got to shift those generations. But a lot of people will say this match is one of their favourite matches Um I don't think we're being very shocking with these top fives this week, but I, this I, match... think, I think I think Eddie and Chavo and um, Ed Ziggler are it, sort it's of. True. That, I it's don't think true. anyone would have expected them. <laughs> Send your message in the postcard if you did. Yeah, um, surprises, bitches. They yeah they they hit each other in ways that do stuff to me and make me happy. Um, oh, hang on. I don't know. I don't know if it'll come across on the recording, but we just had some mobile dig, 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 dig. You know that nice mobile noise that you get on, and yeah, that's good. Don't, don't, don't edit it out. It's one of my favourite noises. Everyone dance, dance party. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and in Madison Square Garden again. I love whenever Madison Square Garden has a venue because they use that like little walkway. I'm sad they've kind of stopped doing that whenever they go to Madison Square Garden. Now they clear space for the big entrance. I think but... I think that they've done that because I think that was sort of out of their control. I think Madison Square Garden renovated themselves. So mm. so that's sort of out of WE's control. Because like, my favourite pay-per-views are like this. Royal Rumble 2000 is one of the best Royal Rumble pay-per-views. Royal Rumble 2008, match quality and... Even though Cena wins, it's a good rumble. Yeah. Um, Raw Rumble 2008 is another fantastic pay per view. They have the entrance way again. Edge versus Rey Mysterio is a is an unknown classic, by the way. In that one, nice. And Survivor Series 2002. 
Yes. Was, yeah, just that. I love it. Yeah, and WrestleMania 20. And WrestleMania 20, you're right. But they used the stage again. Yeah, they did. But that was cool because we had the floor with the cool um, graphics on the floor. Do you remember? Yes, yes, you're that right. That was awesome. That looks so cool. Bring that back. Bring it everywhere. Take it. Yeah, I know it's in the warehouse. Put it in every <laughs> show. Ever. Ever. It looks so good. Can't afford pyros. Just bring the floor. Bring the floor lights. It's true. It's true. Just God, it floor good. lights. Go back and watch WrestleMania 20 and just watch those entrances with that floor. It's incredible. Watch Ultimate Dragon fall over. Watch Ultimate Dragon nearly burn up and destroy himself and <laughs> cane himself. Um, uh, obviously, that's, the Ed, most... that's, Ed, that's Ed stood out of the network version of WrestleMania 20. That's uh, lame. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... so if anyone watches um, Mania 20 and doesn't know what we're talking about, when Ultimo Dragon comes out for the Cruiserweight Classic, he trips over his own cape, not capes, and... Um, and nearly sets himself on fire with his own pyro, but just manages to escape it. And he trips over the uh, the middle rope when he tries to get up on the... He should have just gone home oh, at yeah, that He point. had a shocker, didn't he? Yeah. God, that's like... Ultimate Dragon's a proper legend in the business, right? And that's his WrestleMania legacy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, the most famous spot that everyone remembers and still disgusts me to this day is a pedigree face-first into thumbtacks. Jesus Christ! Like, how do you do that? And... How easily could a thumbtack have gone into Mick's eye? There's, or something I, there's like that. actually a bit where it goes, it's in his eyebrow. Uh. Now, I don't know if these were like trick. Um, I was watching it and I was like, are these trick thumbtacks? Because they looked a bit weird. They were, they were a lot rounder heads. So I was wondering if they were just kind of like sticky. Right. Ones that kind of stick on. Yeah. And kind of look like thumbtacks, maybe. Because um, there wasn't like normally when people get um thumbtacks they fall out and you see like the, the little pinholes and blood you don't see that with these ones so i th- can't imagine they were fake though only because it's mick. it's mick and it's triple h as well and they both have two big egos for that sort of thing yeah like, fair play to triple h he took some good shots in that match oh god it's like mick foley does it every couple of years or he did back then like um so he did that's triple h turns triple h into a main event star uh, a few years later, he does. He gives um, he gives the cactus treatment to Randy Orton at Backlash 2004. Yeah, Randy Orton turns into a main event star. A couple of years later, at WrestleMania, he gives the cactus treatment to Edge. Edge yep. becomes a main event star. Mick Foley just puts people over by brutalizing them. Yeah, completely. And all three of those matches are some of my favorite matches. Yeah, me too. And yeah, he pulls no punches. Um, I love the way Mick does does his punches because obviously it's open fist, but he hits them with the the open part of his palm and a bit of his wrist, and they just because he can hit them quite fine, and it doesn't really hurt, but they look cool. Yes, I love um, the noises Mick makes as well. He's like die, die, and die, and ask, ask, ask. And he, the, he's got he the goes best full noises. heel. He almost goes Jericho level of attacking Red Shoes' son, which is not allowed. Um, he hits the Spanish announce team. Oh, God, yeah. But that's um, yeah, that's not cool. Carlo Zavinovich, whatever his name and is. And Hugo Rodriguez. Hugo Rodriguez. Do you remember one of them One of them at WrestleMania 19 with um, Vince versus Hulk Hogan um, gets hit as well? So I think it's Hogan going for Vince, goes to hit him with a chair. Vince ducks and he hits... Um, yes. And one of the Spanish Nazi and he blades. Yeah, he blades. One of the Spanish Nazi people blades. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. It was a better time. I want them to because you know, like imagine, when... imagine the meeting beforehand to tell him <laughs> that to tell him that he was going to do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. just like Vince, Vince is like, here, have this blade. It's the same one Hogan used um, twenty years ago. <laughs> 
chuck it in your pants. Yeah. It's a little rusty. <laughs> I wish they'd kind of like revoke because you know in like modern pay per views now. Uh, during someone's entrance, they cut to every single international announced team, whereas Russians, Koreans, there's more, pe- yeah, there's more people announcing than in the crowd. It's amazing. I want them to kind of circulate because I like the little Russian dude, little Russian Asian dude that comes on. I want yeah. Fumaki to be there. Uh, yeah. The the Indian team, I'd love to just hear through Michael Cole's microphone. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like a lot of them. I really like the Russian team. They're probably my favorite foreign announced team at the moment. I like the Japanese ones, but Funaki's been letting me down lately because um, he's at, he's just been talking in Japanese when they get to him. But when he first started doing it, they'd cut to all these people talking in their own languages. Then they'd get to Funaki and he'd just go, WWE, super cool, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. But oh, he, yeah, it. he doesn't anymore. He just talks his own language, which is disgusting. Did you hear that um, Stephanie McMahon will be doing commentary oh, for Women's Royal Rumble? Did you see someone tweeted at WWE saying, yes. um, saying um, is there any way to turn it off? Because I can't, I, I'm not listening to Stephanie McMahon do commentary. And they responded, just saying, yeah, just do this to change your language. It's fine. <laughs> someone clearly didn't read the message and they will be yeah, yeah, yeah. endeavoured very shortly. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, uh, God, yeah. But uh, I feel like... Go in on the Enzo of- list. I really like this when we get to really important matches because we always go off on tangents. And this is like a lot of people's favourite matches. Like... Cactus Jack versus Triple H is one of their favourite matches. They really want us to go into detail about it, and we're just talking about the announcers and my boiler. <laughs> <laughs> Re- yeah, real good match, Cactus Jack Triple H. Yeah, um, I agree. Thumbtack spot was good. And The Rock comes out, doesn't he, and batters he Triple H. He's, he's, in his, cool he's in his pants and his uh, football jersey, and this is when Mick Foley's handcuffed. And just yeah. out of nowhere, The Rock just blast Triple H in the head with a chair and then a policeman <laughs> out of nowhere releases the cuffs from uh, Mick Foley. There you go. Um, doing um, vigilante work, that policeman. Mm. Exactly. Could have been Bobby Roode. You never know. Could have been. These people turn up early, don't they? And things yeah. like this. He was a police officer for Triple H 2002. Oh, really? yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Well, we established that um, CM Punk got his WrestleMania main event he's complaining he never got with um, John Cena, didn't he, at WrestleMania 22? Exactly, all of his bitching. We bought yeah. his house and he's still bitching. I know, he's such a quieter. <laughs> Did you just come by and cry and quieter? No, he said on, on that um, infamous podcast with Colt Cabana, he says that everyone was tweeting him on Twitter saying he was a quitter, but spelling it wrong, so it said quieter. Because <laughs> no one can spell quitter. <laughs> Oh, I love people with correct grammar. I think that's one of my favourite Chris Jericho. Oh, God. Um, when he was just doing the big thesaurus word promos and just talking. And it was just so belittling to the audience. And it was just amazing. <laughs> that's one of the greatest heel characters of all time. And your your favourite aspect of that is that you created people's grammar. <laughs> not not the fact that you punched Shawn Michael's wife or anything like that. The fact that you corrected people's grammar is what made him truly evil. <laughs> That's just that's just pure heel for me. <laughs> pure heel. Um, should we talk about our joint number one then? Oh, is it? Is it yours as well? Of course it is. Ah, oh, bless you. Fair enough. We did have we had more than I thought. So we had um, three crossovers. Didn't yeah, we? The, the yeah. The last half of this top five has just been us agreeing with each other. Blimey. I hate it. Oh man, I yeah, I prefer arguing. I changed with... my mind. I'm putting Goldust versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> Actually, good match. Underrated, yeah, I was about to say, underrated classic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I much prefer it when we argue and I belittle you, that's much more fun. Mm. Um, so, number one is, um, for Royal Rumble 2003, 
it is Christopher Michael Benoit against Kurt, don't know his middle name, Angle, for the WWE title. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, Kurt Angle comes out with Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, but they get immediately ejected, which is awesome because um, when Kurt comes out with them, you think, you know, typical, you just know what's going to happen when people come out with when heels come out with people at ringside, don't you? You're like, oh, there's going to be loads of like, you know, touching yeah, yeah. the feet and stuff. And it was like, oh god. But then the they feet. get ejected. Yeah, they like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And but then they get ejected immediately, and it's like, oh, amazing. Like we're actually going to get these two um catch us catch can um athletes and properly going at it. Oh my god! Sorry, you've just reminded me. Um, I was trying to find additional JR drops for this, and it's really hard to find good quality JR drops. Um, someone has done because he's dribbling all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's really, it's really hard to find good quality JR drops because his face doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Editing takes forever. Um, but someone, I'll send them to you later. Um, not just to Jesse, I'll I'll put them on the thing as well. Um, just having a one-on-one chat here, but someone's put his commentary over video games. Oh, brilliant. And it's the funniest shit I've ever watched in my life. Like it's Sauber in the water temple and he's just like the most barbaric structure made by a man. It's pure hell. It's, That's awesome. Did anyway. you like that video I sent you on YouTube of that guy pretending to be JR um, yeah. watching Chris Jericho's 2007 return? What's it gonna be? Yeah, he's like, oh, Stone Cold! So Bobby Lashley! Oh, <laughs> uh, in jokes. Love it. But uh, Chris Benoit Angle, yes. Go on. Yeah, um, so not only my favourite Royal Rumble match of all time, my one of my favourite matches of all time. Um, have we done... We, mu- we must have done top five matches of all time, have we? Have we? I don't know. Hang on. We must have done. That seems like an obvious one. Why wouldn't we have done that? Because we're idiots. You're idiots. We are, aren't we? Well, if we haven't... I'm not, actually, I'm gonna, I need to check this. I need to physically check this. Okay. Because we're always going, what should we do this week? And we never think about it. Mariachi music. Okay, off it goes. We've never done top five matches. <laughs> what the fuck? We've done that's shit. Like, that's like week one shit. We've done like top five underutilized WCW wrestlers. Top five wrestlers who would excel. <laughs> top five memorable storylines. We've done the most obscure, strange top fives. And we've not even once thought about just doing our favourite matches. You know, what wrestling is. <laughs> Vince McMahon moments come way above that. Yeah, the Jesus whole fundamental. Christ. Wrestling is made up of wrestling matches. That's what wrestling is. And we haven't thought to include our favourite ones of that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't want to now. <laughs> no, no, no. We're never going to do it. <laughs> Let's save it. And then we'll have like a big breakup eventually. And then a few years later, we'll do a big money reunion podcast and it'll be that. No, it's really frustrating me now that we haven't done one. <laughs> it's really so. pissing me off. I know, right? Yeah, it will happen soon. Um, <sighs> but anyway, Benoit versus Kurt Angle um, at the Royal Rumble 2003. Just absolute masterclass, in my opinion. The drama combined with um, the like authentic-feeling shoot-style wrestling. Ah, it's just awesome. Spots. We get some spots, Max. We get... Um, we get... Uh, what spots do I like? Chris Benoit. I know this match. I could just play it all in my head. I could just close my eyes and watch it whenever I want. I've seen it that much. And 
Uh, so we get Chris Benoit hitting Kurt Angle with an incredible DDT on um, the edge of the ring onto mm-hmm. the outside. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's the hardest part of the ring, as we're told regularly by Michael Cole. And um, Kurt Angle gets a nosebleed from that, which looks cool. Nice. Um, I like a bit of authentic blood in my matches. Um, before Benoit goes up top for the first time, he um, does his throat slash like he does, then just blows the most amazing snot rocket all over Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love that so much. Um, it's just gross. Like, you hear Taz like on commentary. Like, they go, the rabbit Wolverine's going to do it. Then he does that. And Taz goes, oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and um, we get Chris Benoit, German suplexing Angle, backflipping Kurt Angle. So they're going, they're German suplexing each other and they keep um, spinning round and hooking the waists and eventually Benoit just hits him with that last one and the sound he makes just like screams like like a Wolverine, literally. And because Wolverines scream, apparently. And um, hits, angle backflips, lands on his front. It's incredible. Then Benoit gets up top, hits him with a diving headbutt that makes Benoit travel like three quarters of the way across the ring. Absolutely stunning. That still doesn't put him away. And we get some of my... One of my favourite things about Kurt Angle is no matter what you do to him, he will find that fucking ankle. He will pick that ankle out and he will make you tap. And we get so much of that. They've done this spot so many times, but it's when Benoit gets the ankle lock on Angle and then Angle counters it into the ankle lock and then Benoit puts it into a crossface and then Angle counters it into the angle slam. That whole sequence just makes me so happy and warm inside. It's brilliant, and there's so many near fall. And remember, this is an era as well. We've talked about this before. Now, you expect people to kick out of the first finisher. Like if if they don't, it's a disappointing match. That's how we've been trained now. But back then, it wasn't like that. It really Ooh, wasn't like that. That's something what? I want to say about the the Cactus Jack Triple H match. Um, Triple H oh, hits yes. the pedigree and goes to the cover. One, two, Mick kicks out. The crowd goes nuts. Yeah, because it wasn't normal, right? No, you didn't kick out, and then he drags him over, hits the second one into the thumbtacks, and that was it. But yeah, same for Benoit and Angle, you you don't kick out. And he even did like a super angle slam as well. Super! Yeah, and yeah, and um, Benoit kicks out of everything, everything that Angle has to offer. And they sell the, just the, the, when we finally get to the end of the match, and Angle's just got that ankle lock locked in. This is the first time Angle does that. Great thing where he's got them in an ankle lock and then he wraps his leg over their leg yes. and falls down to the floor. And I've no idea what technically that actually does, but it looks like it sucks. Like it looks really <laughs> painful. And it just like, oh, the way Benoit screams. And once Angle's down like that, you think there's nothing he can do. He taps and just looks like Benoit loses nothing. No, in this it, match. it's great. He- and I think that's my favorite thing about this match is because. This hap- this has happened quite a few times where it's Angle versus Benoit and they're putting on an absolute technical masterclass. But the problem is the crowd is pretty dead through this match. And you that's think, another thing. That's because they just had to sit through Scott Steiner Triple H. No, but this is a really good thing because they're 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 dead in. A, you think they're dead watching this, and you're like, oh man, they didn't really enjoy this. What what's going on? But at the end, they stand up like an old Japanese audience, and then just <laughs> they just start standing ovation. They stand because they just they didn't like try and get themselves over. They weren't chanting. They were just watching some A class wrestling. And at the end, just went yes, that was amazing. Yeah, and it really was. It was just God, I love this match. It was just like the yeah, just such a stunning match, just from two athletes in their absolute prime. I think, and I think that 
fair play to like Chris and um, Kurt for not being like thrown off by that because for WWE audience to be quiet, the immediate reaction is, "Oh God, they're hating this. What do we do to kind of liven it up?" But they just stayed the course of what they were doing anyway. But for well, ben once, ben the crowd were just appreciating that. Yeah, Benoit never played to the crowd though. I think no, I mean, no, that's no. something that I quite liked about him. Do you just like? It, it wouldn't have made any difference to him whether there was anyone there or not, it felt like. Do you know what I mean? He just had had his eyes straight on the ring when he walked out for his entrance, didn't even look at the audience, and just intense, you know, and just got the job done. Yeah. And Kurt Angle being, you know, one of the greatest professionals of all time can obviously handle anything. Yeah, and it, it's weird because going into this match, it was kind of like, okay, we know, we know we're getting Brock and Kurt at WrestleMania. Well, not we didn't know Brock at this time, but we knew Kurt was going into WrestleMania. It just didn't really seem... Uh, viable for Chris Benoit to win this match, um, but halfway through it really did. Where they went, maybe they put it on him for two weeks. Maybe he does take it to Mania. Maybe this happens. And yeah. I, really I would, I would have taken, I would have taken Benoit Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And I love match when uh, like sorry at Mania. You know, when you walk in all kind of cocky of like, yeah, whatever. I know the outcome. This is going to be fine. And then you start watching the match and you go, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is happening. Yeah, there were so many edgy seat moments in this match. It was stunning. Yeah, um, go- going back to kicking out of finishes again. I know, I know, we always talk about this, but um, that's another reason why um, Shawn Michaels' taker at Mania Twenty Five was so good, isn't it? Because yes. nowadays you expect people to kick out of every, especially someone like Undertaker, who's got like three finishes to his name. Like he's got the last ride, he's got the tombstone, he's got the choke slam. And all that stuff, like he hits Sean with all of that and he kicks out of all of it. And that's what makes that match so incredible and keeps everyone on the edge of our seat. And it doesn't translate today when you watch it because you no. just expect him to kick out because yeah. that's what everyone does now. I've watched it back. I've shown people it just does not have the same effect. And no. I think this is why signatures need to come back. Um, this past Tuesday, Sammy pinned AJ with the Blue Thunderbomb. All anyone was talking about, he beat him with a signature. Well, he did hit him with a halluva kick first. Halluva well, kick yeah. in the corner into a blue thunderbomb. But you're stepping on my point there. That <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a case of like a signature should be more important again. Can put them away on occasion. Yeah, exactly. If you catch them at the right time, like Jr. said this ages ago on his podcast, and because he hates that people kick out of finishes now and stuff, and he said there's no shame in um, in getting pinned by someone's finisher. Like that that doesn't make you weak. It's like you got caught. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got caught, unlucky, you get hit with the finisher, and yeah, that it, better luck next time. Like, yeah, that, that's, exactly. what, that's what it should be. Once the finisher's hit, it's like, oh, God, you know, no matter who it is, bad luck, you got hit with that, that's the end. Yeah, uh, completely. I'm, I'm slowly, in my own little way, trying to keep this alive for you. When it, whenever I have a match, and someone's like, oh, I'll hit my finisher and you kick out, I'm like, no. No, yeah. Like, we'll do your finisher at the end, and I'll eat the pin like a dirty bitch. Exactly. Well, I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate you being my dirty bitch. <laughs> but it, it just needs to happen more. Make signatures more an important thing. You know, hit three or four signatures in a match and have them kick out of that. But the minute Sammy hits that halluva kick, that's it. Lights out. Yeah, it almost becomes funny, doesn't it? Like with with the blue thunderbomb, the way every time Sammy hits the blue thunderbomb, he puts his fist in the air. Like as soon as he's hit it, and like he's, he always looks so convinced that he's won the match, and obviously they're going to kick out every time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you can even do it with range, you know. A couple of he does overuse the Superman punch, but you know, Superman punch, Superman punch, kick out, kick out. But if he hits that spear, that's it. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And there's That'd so cool. many guys that do have the signature finisher combo, and oh, oh it annoys me so much. <laughs> I know we're all we're all um, we're all angry victims, but this this match is a shame because it's it is our number one and it's both our number ones. It's one of the greatest matches in Royal Rumble history. If you haven't watched it, one of the greatest go, matches in WWF history. Yes, go and watch it immediately right now because um, it is just absolutely phenomenal. But it will always be forgotten as a match because of reasons. Redacted. So that's a shame, but. That's our top five. Well done, Jesse Bands. I'm proud of you once again. Thanks. We nailed it again. Another one hit out of the park by Max Curtin and the Jazzmeister, Jesse Benz. You're welcome. Um, I'm, I'm so. Whenever I say you're welcome recently, because I've been watching a lot of Moana, I have The Rock. Uh, have, have you watched <laughs> Moana yet, where he sings like, have the not, You're Welcome actually. song? So no, yeah, whenever I, I say you're welcome, I'm just going to drop that in nice. to make myself happy. Don't. Um, don't like sample it and on this show or something. We don't have money to fight Disney. We don't have Disney money. <laughs> no one has Disney money. Hey, another side thing. Do you know what I found out about Disneyland um, not that long ago? Um, What's that? So there's loads of pictures around of Walt Disney, as expected. But um, they've he was like an absolute chain smoker back in the day. So um, all the pictures, he's got a fag in his hand, except they photoshopped the cigarettes out of his hand in all the pictures that he's in. Um, because there's, you know, kids around and stuff. But as a result, it just looks like he's giving everyone the Vs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right in every picture in Disney. So either Land. like, it's up, yeah, he's smoking, or they're down by a sign, it's just like he's yeah, mixing his Yeah, but either, way, either way, he's just got two fingers out all the time, and it's really funny. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Good segue, I guess, into this year's 2018 Royal Rumble, everybody. Yay, so... we're doing our predictions. Hey, I've got an idea. Um, so we're going to do our predictions. Then shall we give, let's have three each of surprise entrance, possible surprise entrances into the Royal Rumble. And we get an extra point if any of them come into the Rumble. Oh, damn, son. How does that sound? That sounds amazing, because as of right now, only 17 of 30 entrants have been announced. Yes, exactly. There's going to be like, there's going to be two or three sort of um, nostalgia pops, I think, especially in Philly. This is true. They haven't been... Yeah, they haven't been really been doing it in recent years. Um... Mainly because I just the roster's just so big, you don't need it. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, but you know, if they know what's good for them, like it perks all crowd up, doesn't it? Because I think it's quite hard to keep an audience going uh, for a long it's period true. of time in a rumble. You need stuff like that peppered in. You do. Oh, we we um, we've been speaking to the Got to Five Milky Way Universe. Oh yeah, God, let's talk to them. The Got to Five Milky Way Universe says, um, "I'll go first, shall I?" Um, yeah. Cool. So um, let's see. We asked them about their favourite Royal Rumble matches. A lot of people agree with us about stuff. Um, JC League 92 agrees with us about Triple H and Cactus Jack from Royal Rumble 2000. Whopper match, he says. Uh, love the pedigree on Whopper. the tax. That's what he says. Like a burger from... No, he does the Whopper. Is it Burger King? Burger McDonald's. King. Burger King, yeah. We don't have a Burger King in Cheltenham anymore. So um, whenever I see a Burger King, it feels exotic. Uh, Cactus Jack, <laughs> uh, Cactus Jack, yeah, the um, tax, everyone loves the tax. Uh, uh, again, Os- <laughs> okay, um, so this guy's username is Autistic Anal. He says, um, <laughs> <laughs> can't look it in the eye. I know, <laughs> while he's doing it. But, um, his- he says, Lesnar Rollins Cena agrees with us and 
Brian Wyatt agrees with me. But I did say your favourite matches and why. Does he say why? Does he bollocks? So autistic... Oh, it's been a while since you've gone this soapbox. Yeah, so autistic anal, read things properly, you stupid man. Uh, um, Jamarch. Mention... Hang on, no, what? I've got one more. Um, Jamarch <laughs> says um, Jericho versus Benoit, ladder match from 2001. Now that's interesting because this was on our um, top five intercontinental title matches list, wasn't it? It was, it was. But not on our top five Rumble matches. That's weird. That is weird. We're strange, complicated guys. I would like to mention what I, I AMA Warus hyphen AMA Vader. I hope you don't plug the bowl up. Says <laughs> I like his tagline. He yeah. agrees with me. And all right, Royal Rumble two thousand eight is one of his favorite pay per views. And yes, it's a great pay per view. Edge versus Rey Mysterio, which I've mentioned previously, is a great match. It's a lot of fun. Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy is a lot of fun. Ric Flair versus Montel Vontavious Porter, another great match <laughs> that in that classic. pay-per-view. Yeah, because Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. Um, seeing MVP on Raw 25 was weird. Yeah. Of all the people to bring back. Yeah, I, re- I really don't know what, what the kind of deal with that is. I'd love to have um, MVP back. He was he was a favourite. Whenever I think of the um, the US title from our era, I associate it with MVP. Really, I don't. I associate it yeah. with. I associate it with Big Show, weirdly, and I know he didn't have it for that long. In like two thousand three, he beat it. He beat it. Um, he won it off Eddie Guerrero um, at No Mercy two thousand three. Lost it to John Cena at John Cena's Mania debut at WrestleMania twenty. But for some reason, I always think of it on Big Show's shoulder. Not sure why. Yeah, it's weird when you kind of just associate. I think because they made a big deal out of it because it's like it looks small on his shoulders. And shit. <laughs> yeah, they did say that a lot. I remember them saying that. It was weird, but let's get to predicting this royal rumble 2018 it's iconic it's historic it's got women (laughs) those three things are factual (laughs) uh kicking us off is the usos versus chad gable and shelton benjamin in a two out of three falls match has potential to be absolute gold this match could be good this is shelton's first pay-per-view match since returning to the company and rightfully deserved yeah, well, it'll be lovely to see him on proper pay-per-view again. I haven't actually seen Shelton Benjamin on SmackDown or anything because I don't really watch new wrestling all that much. But, um, yeah, they're you're, really nice. You're like, I Shelton. love him with Charlie Haas. Yes. I hope they do well <laughs> yeah. this weekend. I hope they're doing well. Charlie Haas has grown his hair out a bit. Um, <laughs> I think that um, the Usos will retain. Yeah. I think the Usos will keep the titles up to Mania. Ooh. And... Um, um, it's a lockdown yes i think i think the um i think i think i think the usos will get the first fall shelton and gable will get the second fall then the usos will get the final fall it will be a 3.75 he's hopeful he's hopeful i am um i'm going with gable and benjamin i feel like they need it Really? Need it bad. Yeah, let's mix up the tag division a little bit. Let's let's give them some fresh blood, and then this can lead into they love doing random crazy matches at WrestleMania. Maybe a fatal four-way tag match. Who knows? Yeah, it does, uh, it does always seem to be crazy multi-man nowadays, doesn't it? It does. It does. Don't know how big Meltzer is on the old uh, two out of three falls matches. So I'm going to three point two five. Well, he very, he very much enjoyed the revival DIY one. Who couldn't? Yeah, true that, true that, sir. Next we have Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. By the way, Jason Jordan's character 
absolute perfection. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's like it's like Bo Dallas in NXT, but without yes. the cheating, basically. Uh, but I love it because he's not doing he's not doing anything remotely heelish, but you can't help but absolutely hate him. He's just like the nerdy little brother who's trying to be down with the cool kids, isn't he? This week on Raw, when he was like just trying to talk and just being <laughs> genuinely nice, and the crowd just shitting on him. It's amazing. It's and he and he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's doing an amazing job. Well done, Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. Steer into it as long as you're getting a reaction. Who gives a shit? Exactly. And everyone's um, doing it. Everyone's on board with him. Really, it, you can tell it's like good booze. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's the Elias Sampson booze. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan as champions against The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus again. The Bar. Um, I think The Bar will win this one. They're going to get the titles back. No. I know, I'm sorry. But it will lead to... um, It might lead to them finally pulling the trigger on Jason Jordan going properly heel and turning on Seth. Yeah, yeah, maybe. uh... It feels too early for that to happen. I want it to be a really long-term thing, like a slow build of Jason Jordan slowly turning. But um, that's not WWE's way nowadays, so that's why I'm saying that. And it it won't be anything too special. It'll be a 2.75. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going the opposite way for the opposite reasons. I feel like (laughs) it'll be Seth and Jordan. JJ. Just because they'll kind of... I'm hoping they kind of keep it going for a little bit longer. I think there's there's more they can do with this. And if you're just doing it as a blow-off feud for Jason Jordan, what's he going to do afterwards? I'd say just keep this going. Really drive a wedge with the shield and have Dean... Up until the point of Dean coming back and just being like, the hell's going on here? Yeah, okay. uh, everything you're saying is right and should be done, but it's not the WWE way. It's true. But I live in a fancy world where my, money is chocolate. Um, <laughs> that I'm was a weird thing to, to say. It was. <laughs> 2.25 for me on that one. Next is a match I don't fully understand how it works. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Handicap match for the WWE Championship. Well, they're saying if Kevin and Sami win, they'll be the first ever joint WWE champions. That's the way they're playing it. Yeah, but then they've obviously come up with this idea recently because adverts keep coming up for the Royal Rumble where they're like, Sami's like, I'll be WWE champion. And Kevin's like, not if I become it first. And that makes it confusing. But you're right. Since then, they've been like, we're going to be joint champions, which would be a really, really cool storyline. It would. But there's part of me that thinks it shits on the tradition of the title, kind of, as well. Jinder Mahal. Yeah, but he's still one man. I mean, I know you don't like Indians, Max, but he was entitled (laughs) to have the title. (laughs) Max Curtin is no way racist. (laughs) Um, um, I'm gonna only because I don't know I don't know Max it's really difficult Um, oh fuck it I'm gonna go Kevin Sammy Cammy yeah Cammy I'm gonna do it Um, I'm gonna do it and it's gonna be a a flat three star match okay I'm also gonna say Cammy oh good because because Vince my brain Vince. sort of says AJ, so my heart's going with Kevin and Sally because I, I love him so much. I just keep thinking that Vince won't let that carny WCW TNA trader take his title into WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah, maybe. But, I don't know, money talks and AJ's um, ma- making, generating a lot of it for the company. It's very true. Uh, so I'm going Cammy and I'm going 2.75. I, f- I feel like there's, there's too many variables. It'd be a bit of a clusterfuck with yeah, this one. Yeah, fair enough. 
Do you um, think? Um, do you think the um, SmackDown, like Shane and Daniel Bryan, will be involved in this at all? I think so. I definitely think so. I think this is what's going to be the final rift between them. They're going to come in and either one, because like clearly Shane is on AJ's side and Daniel's on on um, Kevin and Sammy's, and one of them will cost the other one to lose. Okay. Nice. Doing the final rift between them. Um, we have potential for another triple threat masterclass at uh, Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Braun Strowman versus Kane for the fake championship. As, as much as I love all three um, competitors, and I do, um, I don't think it's going to be a classic. Um, <laughs> no. um, Brock Lesnar's going to retain by getting the pin on Kane to keep Braun looking strong. Yep. And... Um, this is, I think, I sort of hope that Kane has his retirement match at WrestleMania this year because I love Kane. I've always loved Kane, but he's getting dangerously into Undertaker territory where it's like, really, you're coming back again? But he's, yeah. he's, but he's not quite there yet. If he retires at this mania, he won't be there and embarrass himself. I think it's an appropriate time to retire. And if that happens, I think it's nice that he's getting this sort of big match on the way, you know? But yeah. um yeah, so Brock will retain and um it will be a two point two five. Oh, no faith in the big man. No, well I look look Kane I'd love Kane, I really do, but he's a very important part of my childhood, but he can't work anymore. And um and because because of that it'll um, detract from the match, I think. And um Braun Braun's great, Brock's great, but they'll have to cater to Kane and that'll make it difficult. It is true. It is true. Um, I have the exact same reasoning as you. Um, you got to keep Braun looking strong. Brock's going to carry the title to Mania. That's just clearly... He's the big money draw for the show, yep. um, quite clearly. So, yeah, I'm going to Brock as well. I can't argue with that. Um, just based on previous big man matches, I'm going 3.5. Mm. They've been surprising us recently. I always shit on big man matches, but they've been some of my favourites of the past year or two. The SummerSlam Fatal 4-Way last year was one of, one of my favourite matches of the year. I thought that was fantastic. That was. In fact, for the people that didn't hear it, it was actually in your list of top matches of 2017. You're goddamn right. Damn right. And now we get into tricky, tricky, unknown territory. It's the 2018 oh. Women's Royal Rumble match with Stephanie McMahon on commentary at ringside. <sighs> now, women's matches, as a first, Miss WrestleMania was won by Santina Morella. First, um, <laughs> Money in the Bank was won by James Ellsworth. We have no weedy men to to kind of win this one, but who knows? You don't. You don't see. Um, well, we we they'll be surprised. Entrance, no, yeah, Gilberg, Gilberg <laughs> <laughs> in a dress. <laughs> uh, so eighteen of the thirty entrants have been announced for um, for the Women's Royal Rumble. You got to factor in NXT as well on it. Um, and a lot of returning superstars as well. Okay, so let's do the same that we're doing with Men's Rumble. Let's, um, let's have three each of surprise entrants that y- would be a surprise, like returning legends or whatever, and we get an extra point for each one that's in there. Okay. Okay. Would you like to go first? So yes. we do a winner first. Who do you think the winner is going to be? I think um, I think Asuka's going to win. Okay. Uh, that does sort of feel too obvious, and... They did. She they they had a over the top battle royale in NXT that Asuka didn't win, but um, it didn't count as her not like as her winning streak ending. Yeah. So I feel so I feel like they can sort of have her not win this, but it not count towards her winning streak because she's not obviously being pinned or submitted. 
Um, but I, I'm going to stick with it. She's my favourite women's wrestler in the company today, Asuka. And um, I think the rating of the match will be 2.75. But it's groundbreaking and historic. And it started the women's revolution. Whenever you put too many women in a match, Meltzer seems to rate it low. That's all I'm saying. It's normally a clusterfuck. I'm sorry, but it normally is. Exactly. And Alicia Fox lets me down consistently. All I do is tell people that she's underrated and she's actually quite good. And then every time I say it, she does something stupid that proves that she's not. She's just stupid. Uh, But the the three... So my three surprise returns. I think... um, I'd love to see Trish come and do a spot. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Trish. I'm going to say Trish as one. Uh, Trish, I'm going to say... This is uh, Beth Phoenix is going to come in. Oh. And do something. And finally, um, I'm going to say... Oh, it's difficult. Um, Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Not a bad shout there. Not a why? Bad shout. Why bring her out of all the? Why bring her out of Raw Twenty Five if they haven't got some sort of deal going just, on? Just a reminder that they're there. Yeah. Um, oh, the winner. This is the first ever women's Rumble winner. We know, Max. But I'm saying that with, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm saying that with a purpose. That it has to be someone important. Because um, in, I would love. I keep going back to Becky Lynch, but I'm like, no. They never let her have anything. Yeah, I'd love that, though. I'd love it if Becky Lynch won. Like, I keep wanting to say that Becky's going to win this and then go on to challenge at Mania. Um, Sasha Banks is also in my head. And there's all, they, well, this is it. There's so many women that <clears throat> deserve it and are really good nowadays, isn't there? And, yeah. And they're yeah. all at the same sort of level. Like, women are all booked. You don't get mid-card women. Do you know what I mean? You just get the women. They're all the same sort of level. Yeah, exactly. Um, they love to seem to have Sasha as the, the trailblazer. You know, first woman in a Hell in a Cell, first Iron Woman match. Oh, I'm doing uh, it for Eddie. I'm doing it for Eddie Guerrero. Exactly. He's dead, I'm love. Going Sash- She's de- I'm going with <laughs> Sasha Banks. And I'm going three stars based on the fact. Uh, surprise entrances. Are we counting NXT people? Um, No. Okay, we'll just do returning people. Yeah, they so, have to be, as, as, as far as our knowledge, not under contract with the company. Okay, right. Um, <clears throat> so returning women wrestlers. Oh, imagine if Nixon makes a debut. Um, that would be that would be cool. That, that would be, be very cool, but it won't happen because no one knows who she is outside of England, really, at the moment. But we'd be very happy. Um, okay, who would be... Britain, Lodge- I should say. Wales know who she is. I'm going Trish because I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Lita's kind of like cleared to wrestle. This is it. I don't think she's in um, good enough condition to wrestle. Like when you think she retired because of injuries, that's why she retired. So yeah, yeah. So so I don't think she'll be able to to go. I love your Beth idea. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, so I'm going Trish, and oh, who's an old one that they could kind of roll out because. May Young and Fabulous Moolah, they're both dead now, aren't they? They are. Ivory. I'm going to Lundra Blaze. Oh, nice. I'm going to Lundra Blaze in there. 
Um, and I'm all, not that Alundra Blaze is an old one, but you know what I no, mean. No, but yeah, of, of an older generation. Um, Ivory might not be a bad shout. Ivory, yeah, actually, I'm going to steal Ivory there. Yeah, go for it. Because um, um, she was part of the Glow crew, and obviously Glow was such a successful Netflix series, and we got the second series this year, I believe. Yes. Um, so, and, and I believe based on that, they're going to put Ivory into the Hall of Fame this year as well, just because they like to capitalize on these things. It's very true. It's very true. So, Asuka for you, Sasha Banks for me, and now comes what shapes the year. It's the Men's Royal Rumble match. Seventeen have been announced. They have. You go in. Um, I, I'm gonna go with my heart. Even though he no, but he won't, will he? And I want to win this. So I, re- I really, I really want to go with Finn. I really want to go with Finn. Are you still butthurt? Because I'm one to know in 2018. Yeah, really butthurt. But um, I love Finn. He's one of my favourite current wrestlers. But um, but I am convinced a SmackDown guy will win it. Absolutely convinced. Yeah. And um, the reason I think a SmackDown guy is going to win it is because Elimination Chamber is a Raw-only pay-per-view this year. Oh, that's so, true. based on that, whoever wins the Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns, will go on to face the Universal Champion at Mania, which is how Roman Brock will happen at Mania, I believe. But because of that, I think we need a SmackDown person to win. Um... But having said that, um, a SmackDown guy won it last year, and Elimination Chamber was a SmackDown pay-per-view, I believe. Yeah, it's true. Ah, it's tough. Sod it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Finn. You're going to go with Finn? Yeah, I've got to believe in him. Okay. So, Finn Balor, rating? Uh, the rating of the whole thing will be 3.5. 3.5, okay. And your surprise men? My surprise returns will be... Um, Rob Van Dam. Ooh, I like it. ECW, they're in Philly. Philly, yeah, I was thinking the same. Um... It's tough with the men, isn't it? Yeah. Um, X-Pac. Nice. And I can hear you typing like a little weasel every time I say something. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> um, From where and... Fantasy. <laughs> I love the idea of listeners just screaming at the like, Pick this person! Pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of anyone else who seems uh, like a really obvious choice. Uh, just would Triple H count as count as a um, one of these? I think he would. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Triple H then. Okay. I like it. Um, my winner. I'm leaning the same way as you are. Now, I always get a bit funny when they've announced them because I feel like the people that announced are never going to win. Okay. You know what I mean. But by that same token, you know I, what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I keep looking at Shinsuke Nakamura. Would be cool. I'd be very happy with that. If Nakamura and Finn are the last two, and I can actually see that happening, can't you? Yeah, exactly. I'm just... I know this is pure nerdy fantasy booking, but and it'll probably not be the main event because you're right, Reigns, Brock, but Shinsuke AJ on the undercard. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Get Get that New Japan audience back. Because yeah. like, I imagine Vince was patting Jericho at the, order, 
out of the office. Like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't... I'll get them back. Yeah. I'll be mine. Damn it. <laughs> so I'm actually going to say Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, cool. Um, and your rating of the match? Two. I'll be very happy. I'm actually going for a four star this one. Ooh, very nice. I'm, I'm quite hopeful that it's going to happen. Um, in terms of returning legends into this match, I agree with you on the ECW front. Um, Tommy is tempting. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, that, that'll get a good pop. The guy can barely walk. <laughs> but yeah, we're good. <laughs> but he's still working. He's still walking. He work. is still working. He's still doing his house of hardcore. God bless him. Yeah, because Sam Man, I don't know. So yeah, I'm going Tommy uh, for my pick for the ECW Originals. Imagine if Taz comes back. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, t- talking to people that can barely walk, he's a fat, fat man nowadays. Is he? Yeah, fat and, and more orange than he ever was. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't yeah, he's been that. tangoed. What about a Scott Hall appearance? Is that... Because they did it with, like... The guy, he, can't, he can't go over the top rope. Ooh. I'm doing it. Really? I'm putting Scott Hall in there, man. He... Okay, I can't see him going over the top rope <laughs> and landing safely. Twice going to win. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did at the. Do you remember the gimmick battle royale that they did at WrestleMania 17? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, who? What's his name? Was it the Sheik that won that? Yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. The, the only reason the Iron Sheik won that is because he was too old and brittle to go over the top rope. So that's why they. <laughs> that's just, that's why they let him win it. Oh, I love it! I love it. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Scott Hall. Who else would be a fitting entrant into the Royal Rumble as a surprise? Uh, you you need some kind of like. Random, random car. I'm going to Boogeyman. Boogeyman? Boogeyman. And he's coming to get you. Cool. He's going to eat some worms. Uh, yeah, so if that, if all of this happens, pretty solid pay-per-view. By you, know what, what, you know what won't happen, but I'd really enjoy? Um, a Batista comeback. Oh. Oh. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Maybe I should take out Scott Hall. Yeah, take out Scott Hall and put in Batista. Oh, I'll, be so I'll be so pissed off, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, no, do stick it. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Oh, okay. When Batista comes out, you're going to be a sad, sad boy. I'll text you just sad face. <laughs> no doubt. I'm not watching it until Monday evening, so don't even talk to me until then. No, neither am I. Neither am I. Okay, cool. I'm, um, yeah, because it's not something you want to be tired for. You you want to be prepared, but we have to go through the whole of Monday with no internet, no checking anything. Yeah. It's an absolute nightmare. So all of you rabid fans, um, stay away from our Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, don't tweet us, <laughs> don't talk day. to us. We just are ignore just, because I get notifications, and I think you do now on, on yours, so just, like, don't talk to us on Sunday yeah. or Monday. Please. Please don't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this pay-per-view, I was, spoke about this on Steve's podcast last week, this pay-per-view has a lot of potential to be something great. Yeah, um, which always concerns me because you have a ball here and you can take it and you can run with it and do something special while also still protecting your older guys. But we, yeah, I've been hurt too many times before. I know. Yeah, on paper, this could be brilliant and they've got a lot of opportunities to do good things, but that doesn't often happen. So no, the card is stacked. It really is. Yeah, we might be eating our words next week. Who knows? Uh, yeah, by, next bye week. Bye. Bye. This could be maybe, maybe that's why we're bi-weekly now for our sign-off. Um, but this has the potential to be a great Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Um, so please, WE, we know you listen because you steal all our, all of our ideas. Yeah, you do, and New Japan do. T- taking Jericho away from me. Jesus Christ! 
Enjoy your free podcast, you bastards. Yeah, all the, yeah, the fucking we don't get criticised much for this, but we had that one um, guy on Twitter, didn't we? He said, so, "Oh, I thought you were going to, um, I thought you said you were going to do top five Rumble, oh, yeah. winners as uh, not top five matches and stuff." It's like, hey, we're in charge. We're the ones that do what we want when we want, and that's why you get this for free. So swivel on my fat one. <laughs> And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is why the intro to the top five is so Healy with like the whole Kogan, the Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Who's your daddy, Montreal? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's, yeah, they, they were all my suggestions as well, weren't they? The um, Hogan NWO one I'm particularly proud of. <laughs> you can stick it, brother. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun this uh, pay-per-view we're going to be checking out we're going to be seriously sick of wrestling by the end of this weekend it's... oh so I haven't watched any wrestling with the exception of Raw um, on Tuesday I watched it because we're in England and weird times um, I haven't watched any wrestling at all this week which is quite unlike me and I've deliberately done that because I know how ridiculously wrestling heavy this weekend's going to be yeah it's going to be stupid so um, we're going to go into a hole a K-hole of wrestling and it's going to be gonna and be Pokemon a Crystal and what? Pokemon Crystal. And po- sorry, and Pokemon Crystal. Pokemon where in Crystal this version, <laughs> you can get Celebi. Um, which you can! Is, you can get Celebi at the end in an in-game event, which you could only do in Japan previously. So, fun fact for all you Pokemon wrestling fans, because awesome. the crossover is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Pokemon uh, Crystal Meth, that's what I'm calling it now. <laughs> Why did that never catch on? <laughs> you got any Crystal Men? Yeah, it's Pokemon. Um... <laughs> We'll be back in two weeks with another show. Top five? Should we just get out of the way? Should we just do our top five matches? What, next week? No, in two weeks. Oh, in two weeks. Bye. Oh, yeah, we're by now. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, let's not. Let's save it. Let's save All it for right. a special occasion. Right. Let's do a twi- week- we'll, we'll do a Twitter vote. No, yeah, okay, we'll do a Twitter vote. Um, we'll come, we'll stay- come up with three. Stay tuned on our Twitter. We'll come up with three choices of what we could do by week. And you can vote for it well done everyone cool so yeah if you're new to the podcast check us out everywhere at got till five twitter is the main place you can interact and have a chat with us at uh, got till five but go to itunes or wherever good podcasts are sold or given away for free and click subscribe and we'll download into your magical pocket devices every single week and you'll be ready to listen to us on a friday or saturday morning isn't that wonderful jesse It's perfect for everyone in the world. Exactly. Enjoy this weekend of wrestling, everyone. Um, You're in for a treat with everything. And we haven't even discussed NXT TakeOver. We'll discuss on the next show. But it's a great card again. Can't wait for Tommaso Ciampa to come back and screw Johnny Gargano out of the title. Yep, and possibly hurt Candice LeRae on the way. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm so excited. bold fucker. So excited. Um, yes, enjoy this weekend of wrestling. It's a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan, so appreciate it. And thank you for listening to us ramble about our top five past memories like the two old men that we are. Peace. Bye. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.